Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Hello and welcome again to The Bible Unmasked, episode 29, and we are so glad that you have joined us again this evening or maybe another time that you're watching this. Um, we want to um, welcome our our guest also, Pastor McCoy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Dr. Dex, for having me again. Um, it's okay. a joy to be with you both and <laughs> with our audience, of, uh, of course. Right. <laughs> and we are looking today at the um, book of Second Timothy. And our theme here is final advice before you die. So this is a bit of a, a heavy one, isn't it, Dexter? You oh, think? Yes, yes ma'am. <laughs> so can you explain a little bit to us about right. this? So this is Paul's last letter, um, we are suspecting. But it's it, reading the letter, he seems to know that his end is near and and so with that in mind with that historical context in mind we wanted to ask okay if if you are writing your last letter giving your last speech um saying your last farewell what would be the essential things that you would share what would be what would be the most important and valuable for you to communicate before you go and and the the when you have heavy topics like this liz Yes. You have to bring in the heavy hitters. <laughs> and um, so the, yeah. one of the home run kings of the Adventist church is our own beloved pastor, Kevin McCoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Congrats. Pastor McCoy, it, it's funny because when I was, um, I showed Liz the topic that I'd like to ask you to do again. And Liz is like, oh my, why are you doing that to Pastor McCoy? He did Ecclesiastes already. I said, Liz, who else could we entrust with such depth? <laughs> and, and who is willing to go as deep as you would? So again, Doc, thank you so much. Um, and you guys would have remembered from episode 13 when we did um, when we did Ecclesiastes, facing death for a greater appreciation of life. One of the reasons we asked Pastor McCoy, um, he's, he's trained as a chaplain and part of your training as a chaplain is to spend um, sometimes people's final moments with them. Um, he's, he's usually the first one that a family would see when the announcement comes, you have lost your loved ones. Um, so he's the last with the, with the dying, and he's the first to comfort and strengthen the living. Um, so he, he really equipped to speak to this topic um, as Paul shares his last wishes and desires to um, his disciple, his mentee, Timothy. Okay, so let's begin with a word of prayer before we go into this. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your love and for your mercy and your hope and your grace. Yes. And we thank you that now as we are studying more of your word, that we um, that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us understanding and that we would um, that you would anoint our lips as we speak and that um, those who are listening may um, be encouraged and uplifted 
by your grace and mercy. And we thank you in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, let's go right on in here to um, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 1. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I've been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. Mm. And our tip here is any an eternal deep why mm -hmm. so our question is how do we connect our calling to something eternal wow so so um doc mccoy you know you know how i deeply admire and respect your scholarship and i've said that several times um but i will not mind if you expose my wrongness um talk before i ask you to look at this question and, and there are not many introductions of Paul like he does in this second Timothy one and verse one, um, where, where he is immediately sharing about his calling, but in light of eternity. Um, talk to me about the theme for this book. Do you think this is a good way to look at this book? Is, is this good exegesis, which is looking for the original meaning or is this icgesis just making up your own stuff Thank you. Um, as i would say man um you are spat you're, you're spat on because that's exactly what um paul is intending to do in terms of this book as you mentioned paul and we see some of the the, the, the messages and the exhortations in this book paul has a, a certain sense um the imminence of his departure Mm -hmm. Right, he has a certain sense of the imminence of his departure, and so he wants to ensure that, um, in his, in his state of imprisonment, and ensure that, um, the work that he has done, um, that the suffering that he has experienced because of the sake of the gospel, um, he wants to ensure that is carried on and lived on in the community. Um, and so he has this personal relationship with this 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 young and upcoming preacher right um, named Timothy and he anoint he ordains Timothy and gives him a, a role Paul is the mentor he is the, the mentee and we are seeing the transmission of a, a heavenly legacy um, in the exchange in this gospel and it's a very very personal um, I must say a very personal letter um, not just because it's addressed to Timothy, but in the way that Paul speaks up to Timothy, the appeals, the exhortations that he makes to him, um, Paul is actually pouring out his heart um, in this book to Timothy. Paul is, is laying it bare um, to Timothy, showing showing him all sides uh, um, of life and encouraging him to, to just stick on the straight and the narrow pathway. So, so yeah, very appropriate. They describe yeah. that. I, you, know, you know, sometimes when people learn to learning to swim, you'll put put them in the shallow part of the water first. Mm -hmm. But you, you remind me of these island people that would just <laughs> take people out to the ocean. <laughs> so you want to learn to swim? Come. They bring you out in a boat in the ocean, they just throw you in, you know, sink or float. Um, you just dove into the deep end. And, and the reason I like what you shared about him being personal, you, you that is so true because he's he's telling him things like look some folks have forsaken me mm -hmm. but these folks have stood with me and he's being nitty-gritty he's like bring my parchment bring this mm -hmm. set of books come yeah. before winter um yeah. 
So personal details like that, you, you, you hear him saying, you hear him saying things like, look, man, I have fought a good fight. I've finished yes. the course. That's the man who is done. He, he yes, he's that. the imminence. He sends the yes. imminence of his departure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going on now to our next um, text, which oh, is... Second. If I might speak a little bit to, 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 to this one um, a little more about the sense and the calling. Um, you know, the question asks, how can we connect to a calling something eternal? And um, when we think of something eternal, we are thinking about... In some some people's mind, they are thinking this otherworldly place, this um, you know, out of this world, actually. But when 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 Paul is in this question, how I'm understanding it, and how in, in the context of how Paul is writing to Timothy, Paul is appealing to um, this this transcendent um, transcendent idea or this transcendent good, which is, which is God in, in Paul's will, in Paul's perspective, because he, he speaks about by the will of God and he speaks about the promise, right? Um, and so Paul is first and foremost setting out for, for Timothy that what he is in the, the, the basis of Paul's exhortations and encouragement to him is, is something that Paul himself has had to struggle with, had to strive with, um, uh, because it's this transcendent good, this transcendent will of God that you're seeking after, and it's not going to be easy. You're going to have some people who turn away, as you mentioned, two examples. Some are disloyal to Paul, some are loyal to Paul. And Paul wanted to make a solid foundation for his appeal and his exhortations to Timothy, which was this basis of this transcendent good, which is, which is God's will and God's good promise in Jesus Christ. What, what I love about that is... A lot of times you get up and you go to work and you, you don't feel meaning in it. You, 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 don't, you don't feel meaningful about what you do. And, and, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people need to understand that it's not so much what you do, but what you connect it to. Meaning, um, yeah. you, you all know about the, the bricklayers. I'm sure you'll have heard about the guy who's, the, you know, the, the, the three masons. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they asked the first guy, well, man, what, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm just paying the bills, you know, laying these bricks, I'm paying the bills. That's it. Next guy turned to the next guy, what are you doing? He said, man, this is a, um, you know, this, this is a stepping stone for me. I want to build a, a, a beautiful career out of this. You know, I am hoping people will come by and see this building and, and then they would give me other jobs. Uh, and the third guy, you know, all guys doing the same thing. Masons, mm -hmm. third guy said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not just paying the bill. This is not just a career for me. Um, this, this is my life's calling. And, yeah. and, and he said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, but look, this, we're actually building a cathedral. And, and prostitutes are going to find Christ when they come to this mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Drug addicts are going to yeah. get delivered when they come to this place. So I'm not, this is not just a building. I'm creating a place where people's lives would be totally reformed um, by the power of God. And, and, and I think that's, you, you, you by God's grace have to look at your work and ask yourself, how could what I am doing connect with the bigger picture of calling men and women out of darkness into God's eternal light? And, yeah. and, and, I, and I see Paul from the jump, he is linking his calling to mm -hmm. God's purpose yeah. for saved humanity. Yeah, yeah. 
you're right. You know, as you think about, as you talk about um, connecting, you know, our purpose with something greater than ourselves, um, there's this quote from um, Frederick Beekner, right? Oh yeah, it's, love that. It's, and, and it's one that I really love, I love, that I, I it, it has given me clarity in many decision-making circumstances. And, and even today, it still gives me clarity and, and, and direction as I discern where God is leading me. Um, the quote says something like this, and I'm going to paraphrase. The place God calls you to is a place where your deep, where, where your deep gladness meets the hunger of the world. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing right now, right? But where your deep, my deep gladness is meeting the hunger of the world. So where I find meaning in life is in satisfying or attending to um, a need that is out there. So that is bringing us, bringing it into our sphere, right? Because the reality is um, this, this gospel calling, this calling to share, it's about meeting the humans, human's most dire need, which is salvation, right? And, and that's where we are supposed to find our joy, we're supposed to find our, our, our meaning and our purpose um, in, in this greater good of, of leading others to Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's go on now to um, verse eight of chapter one. So never be ashamed and tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. Wow. And our tip here is the things you take pride in give you an idea of your deepest values. Mm -hmm. So our question is, how could we discern our deepest values by the things we take pride in and the things that cause us shame? Wow. Doc? Yeah. So when I saw this question at first, I was like, hmm, very, very, very thought-provoking. And then I asked myself a question, what am I willing to die for? Wow. Right? And I look at Paul's life, and Paul was shipwrecked. He was stoned. He was thrown over the wall. He, he, was, he was imprisoned. And when you look at it, it was all for the gospel's sake. Right? And so one, one of the ways, one of the ways we can um, and, and you know, um, sometimes people tend to want to, 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 you know, and sometimes as an as an exaggeration, tend to measure one's love by, are you willing to die for me? Um, would, you, would you die for me? Would you climb the, the highest mountain? Would you swim the deepest sea? Um, in Jamaica, we'd, we'd say, would you climb a maca tree? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, um, we can get a sense of our deepest values um, based on, on where or, or, or desire or or we, the place that we'll give ourselves the most to, yeah, right. Um, Jesus kind of said it somewhere, some in a in a way like, um, uh, um, it, it's it's where the desires of the heart will tell you, you know, where where you're where you yeah, are yeah, where in relation to God's kingdom. Yeah, your treasures, right, right, treasures that, your right, heart, right. Also, yes, yes, right. So, for one to discern one one, if 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 I find in life that that um. The thing that gives me joy is the thing that causes someone else's someone else's pain. Oh boy, then I have oh to, I have to really look at at what 
what what is what 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 is driving my life what is giving me meaning you know and so for me the, the easiest question to ask to kind of ascertain or to discern uh, my deepest values are what am i willing to put my life on the line for right and i look at it and i'm like my family my faith right um and those are two strong values and when you look into it those are things that Paul's, paul is appealing to because Paul spoke about um, Timothy's, um, uh, I think it's grandmother, and yeah. the faith that she placed yeah. in him. Right. right. So we have faith and family there. And Paul is even speaking about the faith that he has, he has revealed and so lived before, before um, um, Timothy. And he's appealing for him to hold on to, to these things, right? Um, to the point of even suffering, right? So the thing that we are willing to suffer for uh, helps us to discern and 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 sense where our deepest values lie. Yeah, yeah. What what I like about this question also is, and this is where I thought you were going with the with the marker tree. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, will you be willing to die for Jesus? Yes, that's you actually know, and, yeah. And, yeah. And people are like, well, you know, if the if the the firing squad say yes or no, are you going to yeah. repent? Yeah. But let's just be honest. Most of us may never have an experience like that. Yeah, true. But most of us will never play in an NBA finals. True. Um, you, you, you don't live your life um, with big moments like that happening. Mm -hmm. it's, it, to me, it's the daily decisions you make where yeah. you decide you want to curse somebody out. And you know what? You say, you know what? I, I am going to swallow that. Yeah. Even if it makes me look small. Because I want Jesus yes. to look big. Yeah. You know, you, you may want to um, do something ugly to your spouse mm. in, in retaliation, but you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, selfishness has to take a back seat. In, yes. in, it, it's yes. in several tiny ways mm -hmm. you make a decision about your final destiny. It, it, yeah. it doesn't happen in this one stroke. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, will you or will you not? You know, <laughs> don't work like that. So, so I, I, I like that Paul is asking Timothy, Timothy, you, you, you have to choose sides, brother. Yeah. And, yeah. and being friends with me is a decision you're making or being ashamed mm -hmm. of me yeah. is a decision you're making. And, and I think, you know, as we talk about final advice before you die, when you, again, when you look at the big picture of, you know, your last days, you would bring to death how you have lived. Mm. You don't bring to death something that you're not. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you, uh, or else you would be like a hypocrite like Balaam. Mm. Balaam in Numbers 20, 23 and 24, he's like, I, I want to die the death of the righteous. I'm like, dude, to die the death of the righteous, you have to live like one. Yes, yeah. You know, so, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Let's keep going on here. Um, we're going to still stay in chapter one and verse 12 now. That is why I am suffering here in prison. But I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust and I'm sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. So our tip here is a person can withstand any amount of suffering when they have a deep why for enduring. And our question is, how do you make sense out of suffering? Wow. Doesn't this sound like a Victor Frankl quote? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, man's search for meaning. Um, he yes. was a, he was like a psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't remember which one in the German. Um, um, he was captured by the German. He's a Jew, and he went through a, he went through like four concentration camps. Mm. And he said a man can withstand any how if he has a deep why. Yeah. He wanted to go back home to his family, he wanted to see if they were alive. He, and he kept talking to himself. And I, I see this in Paul. Paul is like, look, I, the suffering is terrible, but there's a bigger prize. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's almost like what he said one time, um, um, Pastor McCoy, in um, Romans 8. He said, you know, I, I count that the trials of this life yes, are not worthy. cannot be compared, compared to the glory, glory uh, to the glory that, 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 that we shall have. In yeah. the other life, um, there, there's a song, 633, when we all get to heaven, there's a, there's a little um, phrase I like to quote in the verse, just one glimpse of him in glory mm. will the toils of life repay. That, that there's the Christian hope right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that nothing, no amount of turmoil or hardship that we face in this life would be able to be compared to the sweetness and the joys that we shall experience over here now. All right, take a stab at this, Doc. Yeah, so when, when, I, when I looked at the, question, at the prompt and, it's talk, and spoke about the deep why for enduring, it goes back again to, to one of the first questions people ask when they're suffering is, it's why. Mm-hmm. You know, people begin to make meaning of their suffering by trying to assess the source of their suffering, right? They try to make sense of it like, is it something that I did why this is happening to me? Right. Um, and, and sometimes we, we think about in terms of the consequence of sin. Some people label, label suffering as a consequence of sin. Others think of suffering as a, as a test of faith. Right. To say it's, it's God who is putting me through his suffering to test me and to try me. Uh, and some would even go as far as to say to, 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 to prove me and to make me a better Christian. Right. So people, if people can get an understanding as to, as it says, the deep why, you know, why am I enduring this um, in the first place? Then they begin to, to, to under, not necessarily, we can't really understand suffering itself because suffering itself is an existential uh, reality, meaning because of sin, it's here, but also it's not just because of sin, there are, there are other things that, that, that bring suffering, right? Um, but, but for Paul, the other way that Paul, Paul uh, um, mentioned, which is the deep why you mentioned is, um, um, the why? why, why would I endure suffering? Why would I put myself through this? Why would I continue or, or, or why would I engage or um, choose to live and, and, uh, through this suffering? And, and, and you mentioned it's, it's, this, it's this trust and it's this, this hope that, that Paul spoke about, right? Um, the glory that, that, that is seen after all the suffering that, that has occurred. And when you think about um, uh, Christ on the cross, there's only one suffering that is redemptive and that's Christ's suffering, right? Only one suffering that is redemptive and that's Christ's suffering. So when we go through suffering, um, one of the ways to help us get out of it is, yes, we can look at the ways at which um, our own actions might have influenced the suffering because Paul knew, Paul knew that if he preached the gospel, he was gonna suffer. He was gonna endure certain persecution, certain trials, but he did it because he knew that what was coming after the suffering was much more beneficial than, than, the, uh, um, than the suffering, right? And also Paul kind of saw that the, the, the suffering as a test of faith, right? And he is telling Timothy now, 
you're going to have some stuff coming your way. Right? Some stuff are going to come your way and look at them as a way to live through, to grow through in your faith. Um, um, see them as a test of faith and you can endure them because look at why, what I've endured in a sense. Right? And it, it has made me ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the suffering I went through because I know in who I trust and I know what's going to come forth at the end. Do you also hear him saying to Timothy, um, God is not going to waste my suffering either? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not yeah. going to let this just fall to the ground for yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, Liz, we, we take one more question because this is getting too deep and it's getting away. It's getting away from us. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's go here then to um, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3 and 4. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. So our question, our tip here, sorry, is many opportunities come with expiration dates. And our question is, how do you inspire people to live in the moment with fervor and a great sense of urgency? Wow. Doc, talk to us as a pastor, as a leader who have to motivate people to live their best without thinking that they have forever to do what God placed on their hearts. Right. So we, we, we live in a, and this is how I think about it. And this is, I'm, I'm gonna talk about how I actually live this, right? I live between a, in a space um, between memory and imagination, right? Here's what I mean. The memory of what God has done, but also the imagination of what God can do. Now, I find comfort in the presence in, in the present rather, because looking back, memory reminds me of, of who God is and what God can do. Imagination is built and based off the memory of what God has done. And I can think if God has done it before, God will do it again. My life is, is in that space, in that liminal space between memory and imagination. And I have to live with a certain kind of confidence Right in the presence, I have to live with a certain kind of of knowledge, but also of expectation. Right, that that this is the time. If if this is the time that God wants me to do something, or this is if there is ever a moment, it's right now is the moment. Right, this is this moment is always the moment for God to do something and for me to do something. This is always the moment for me to be open to God's presence. It's always a moment for me to see that God is doing something. Right. You know, right. Th this moment. Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I am hardly ever speechless. <laughs> wow. You, 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 you. This is, this is rich, man. This is rich. This is rich. But man, Doc, thank you so, so much again for coming and bringing insight and just the, the your preparation and your forethought, you know, because look, a plantation has three pastors, but that doesn't mean they get to sit around and twiddle their, their thumbs. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're extremely busy. And, and this, this, this pastor of ours, um, he has a new, new baby. Um, 
you know, and he probably has a few more new ones on the way. I'm pulling his leg, you so like a prophet, man. <laughs> he's, he's living with the imagination. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Let's just pay attention. But, but the, the, our, our pastor is busy. Um, so for him to take time to prepare for this and time to help deliver this, I am deeply grateful to you and Sister McCoy for, for you know, dedicating your self and your energy to God's cause, man. So thank you so much um, yeah. to you and the entire family. Um, yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, man. Um, every Sunday evening, it's a blessing to tune in to the Babylon Mask. It's 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 like, um, you know, in Jamaica, we used to have Sunday, Sunday dinner special. You know, in, in the Caribbean, Sunday dinner is the most special dinner. Yeah, Sunday lunch. And um, when it comes to Sunday, man, um, Babylon Mask is like, it's like Sunday dinner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're kind. Yes, man. Yeah. So thank you both for, for your commitment and your, your, your deep spiritual leadership in, the, in this Bible and mask. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. And my tip from today is that I've learned that I need to ask Dexter, are you willing to climb that, was it a banga tree? Banga <laughs> <laughs> tree, yes. Banga tree. Yes, yes. I'm going to ask him that. So, so the banga tree, Elizabeth, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thorny tree. Oh, it's okay. Filled with thorns. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't <laughs> want to. to a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to put you through that. Pretty. <laughs> Pre 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 next time, come with better examples, please. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought it was a mango tree, and I know he would want to do that. <laughs> it's, it's a suffering that one has to go to endure of climbing up in the maca tree to, to prove one's love, the suffering of, of being pricked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I like that. Well, thank you again, Pastor McCoy and Dexter. Okay. Next episode is episode 30. Episode 30. This is going to be exciting. And let me tell you why I really love this episode. Um, we're studying the book of Titus. And from my pragmatist um, point of view, Titus is the HR manual of the Bible. It is telling you, okay, you want to hire people. Here are the qualities you want to look for. So we, we, we're going to be journeying through, um, you know, choosing competence based on character, choosing competence based on character from the book of Titus. And what, what I'd like you to do for your homework um, for next Sunday is read Titus and look at how he is, Paul is teaching him to find competent quality leadership and ask yourself, how would that relate to my work if I were doing the hiring? All right. So I, we, 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 we have a really, really, really insightful entrepreneur coming to share how they go about doing hiring and how Titus speaks to their decision making. Okay, excellent. Okay, well, we um, want to remind you that this airs every Sunday evening at 730 on Plantation SDA TV, and please share it with your family and friends. We would like others to be blessed by it also. To end now, um, Pastor McCoy, if I could ask you to just close for us in prayer, please. Loving God, we thank you so much for the blessings of your word um, and the relationship we saw with Timothy and Paul. We pray that you will inspire those of knowledge, wisdom, and experience to mentor others for the gospel's sake so that your work can, your work can go forth and be a blessing to others. We pray your blessings upon all who will watch and listen in your loving name. Amen.
Amen. Praise God. Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.